hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Welcome. We are back. Another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So today... I was just saying before we hit the record button, this is going to be so many degrees of Kevin Bacon. So today we're speaking with Andrea Pass. She's the owner of Andrea Pass Public Relations, PR Work. So we'll get into our story as to how we even connected. Again, small world, smaller if you live in the, in the in it. And if you're just open to receive and you just never know when the paths cross yet again. I love that part. So public relations, what you might think it is, or maybe what we're used to public relations being, the practice of managing and disseminating information from an individual organization. We know that how fast good news and or bad news can travel, how it can make or cancel you in this day and age that we live. Public opinion and getting your best foot out there, I'm thinking that's what we want public relations to be. So Andrea creates public relations campaigns in a wide variety of categories, consumer goods, business to business, health, wellness, fitness, beauty, et cetera. She's going to tell you everything she does. She's the expert in national, regional, local media relations. So I love that it's talking with a woman-owned business. And we all have it. We all have the struggles. This might be something that you're interested in and or how can she help you in your journey. So with that, we're going to dive in and I say thank you and welcome, Andrea. Hello, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I know we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. So let's go in order. I always start with, tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. You know, it's so funny because you don't realize the things that you do growing up affect and impact the direction that you take later. You don't realize that till you're a grown up and you're doing those things. And I was always the publicity chair of every committee in junior high and high school. And back in those days, you'd make posters and hang them up, come to this <laughs> event, go to that event. And in high school, I even wrote a column for the local weekly newspaper. And the column was called In the High School. And I would go to the different clubs and I would write articles about the different clubs and the events that they were having. So I was already doing public relations. 
before I realized that I was Mm. doing public relations. And then off to college, I go to major in radio, TV, film. I'm going to be the next Dan Rather. Okay, now there are many people out there who say, who is that? But Dan Rather was the number one evening newscaster, CBS, Mm -hmm. and I was going to be number one. And so I graduated from college in my little navy blue suit with the blouse that had the tie attached to it. The uniform. The The uniform, uniform. the little blue Mm -hmm. pumps. And, mm-hmm. and the brown briefcase with my initials etched into it. And I go traipsing into New York City. I go straight to CBS. I walk through the door. I'm hot stuff. You want me. You've been waiting for me. And they say, oh, okay, time for a typing test. Hi. And <laughs> all of the women had to take a typing test. And because I am a fast talker and a fast thinker, I am a fast typist. So I probably did like 99 words a minute or some ridiculous amount. Mm-hmm. But there was a freeze in the broadcast area. So I got a job at Woman's Day Magazine, which was owned Ooh. by CBS at the time. And I was an administrative assistant for about four or five weeks and then got promoted to advertising, trafficking, and layout. And thus came the time of my life that I needed glasses because I was measuring advertising film to the 16th of an inch and it was film it wasn't nothing was digital in -hmm. the day and deciding this ad is going to go on this page based on their insertion order or this ad is going on that page and it was exciting until the freeze lifted in the broadcast area and then I moved over to doing media relations for the CBS radio division nationally Mm -hmm. and I was writing press releases and pitching stories and I was in my glory absolutely in my glory. And then I realized that my boss was never leaving. And if my boss is never leaving, I had nowhere to go in the company. It was a two-person department. And uh, she retired just a few years ago. So we're talking. She stayed there a long, long time. And I remember in the day, every few years, she would rearrange her office because she was in the same office all those years. And so she'd move the furniture around just so it seemed new. And I went to the PR agency side of things and worked on the agency side of a variety of different agencies Mm -hmm. representing a wide range of clients, but I always loved consumer products. And I represented a number of as-seen-on-TV product companies. Love. Mm -hmm. But wait, there's more. And I created pitch-a-thons, very similar to Shark Tank, where inventors would come and pitch their ideas to my client. We'd get tremendous press coverage. And every once in a while, the client struck a deal with an inventor to Mm -hmm. test their product. So it was an exciting, exciting time, a busy time. Then went to another agency on the West Coast where I worked remotely. I'm on the East Coast. And then the time just came. One door was closing. It was time to open the next one, which was creating Andrea Pass Public Relations. And I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. It's not something you necessarily think of mm-hmm. when you're 15 years old, but I am loving it. I absolutely love running my own business, working with my handful of clients, securing press coverage to help them grow brand awareness and drive sales, researching new press opportunities, meeting new people, networking, and having a chance to talk to wonderful people like you. Wow. Start with, 
I love the when one door closes, you're open to the adventure of what's next versus, holy shit, now what am I going to do? That speaks to obviously your level of confidence, which we all have, but some people wear it. Some people have it in the front and others kind of keep it as the background singer. But can I ask about how old were you when you morphed into the entrepreneurial role? I was in my late 50s. And the bottom line is I think that age is really a state of mind. I know it's corny, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think that it's how you feel in your gut and in your heart. And I don't ever plan on retiring. I plan on maybe having less clients, mm-hmm. maybe not working five days a week, but I love what I do. You know, another cliche, if you love what you do, you've never worked a day in You'll your life. You never work a day in your life. I say and it all I love the time. It. Exactly. Yeah. I love public relations. I love educating others about what is PR. I love new clients. I love working with fellow entrepreneurs because we all feel it in our, our heart and our soul. And when a story gets told, and I know the client really appreciates that press coverage and mm-hmm. reuses it. And it becomes part of their history. That makes me feel wonderful. And then I know, wow, I did that. I did a good job. The client was happy. And for me, that's not going to end. It's mm-hmm. going to continue as long as I want it to continue. And you can tell only because as you speak, your energy and the smile and it's and you're not, oh, yeah. And then you got to deal with these SOBs and oh, let me tell. It's none of that. It's you're getting all the good stuff out of what you do, which has to be obviously so satisfying. A hundred percent. I mean, not every situation is going to be perfect. We don't live in Mm -hmm. a perfect world. I'm not going to be the right public relations person for every company. I'm not going to be somebody's cup of tea. I get it. We're all not going to jive, but we all do business with people we know, like, and trust. And when I make those relationships, and my two-word mantra has always been relationships matter. Because Mm. at the end of the day, I have people coming out of the woodwork who met me five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and remembered me. Yeah. And so I left an impact on their lives in some small way. And they say, I want you to do my PR, or I just introduce you to someone else because I know they need it and I remember you. And I'm different from other people because I'm honest. And unfortunately, in my industry, so many people will tell a client what they want to hear. I don't want to tell someone what they want to hear. I want to tell someone the truth. And I think that I know that I can then sleep at night on the nights that I actually mm-hmm. sleep, but but <laughs> that I am carefully communicating with a prospective client, a journalist, someone I'm networking with, that I'm telling you this is the way that it is. I'm not going to give you a bunch of bunk just to make you happy so that you hire me and then you're miserable because I hadn't gotten you an interview in the Wall Street Journal within the first week of the campaign. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something to be said about honesty and authenticity. And to your point, what I'm hearing is when we hire, and and maybe, and and I say we as a collective, but when we hire a professional, and I'm always live by the, if it's out of my wheelhouse, it's not my superpower, then yes, I'm going to look to hire 
the professional, the person who does this for a living day in, day out, knows it inside and out because I don't. Interesting why I think, and there are many times we're all guilty, why I think I know better. Exactly. It's very interesting. I have a client who actually fired their PR person to hire me. And they had had this PR person for probably eight, nine months. And the PR person always said, oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And had nothing to show for it. They hired me a month ago. We already had four interviews. Two more are in the cooker. And that's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I dove in the deep end. I'm honest. We had a call yesterday. I went over something with them. There's something we do need to pay for. I don't do pay for play. I avoid it as much as possible. I do earned media coverage that we're not paying for that. However, there are times that you do need to pay extra for something. A public relations wire service to transmit a press release. Will you get tremendous press pickup from that? No. Will it impact SEO? Yes. Is it important to be out there in certain financial cases? Yes. And this is a fintech company I'm working with. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I am making these recommendations to them to do this press release on a wire service because that will be important for them to grab those placements and be able to say we were featured in XYZ with this press release because press releases for the most part don't get picked up anymore. Reporters don't want cookie cutter. A press release is cookie cutter. They want something unique. And the client is understanding and will then go ahead and add this expense of using this service. It's an outside expense, but it's going to benefit them in the long run. However, the PR person that they got rid of never made a single recommendation like this, used a wire service he knew that had no pickup, I guess he was going the cheap route and he didn't effectively communicate. And the client is already saying to me after these short few weeks, the number of things I'm sending to them, things that may not even be related to PR, but I saw a Mm -hmm. conference coming up that I said, it would be great for the client to replicate this in this area, Mm X, Y, Z. Or I saw this awards competition. Let's get this on the radar screen. It's something you should think about for next year because Mm -hmm. the deadline was just too soon. But providing a client with more information and to show that when you hire Andrea past public relations, I become part of the family. I'm part of the team. And I'm going to think beyond my lane that's public relations. I'm not going to step into your lane, but I will certainly share information. And I think that's what benefits my clients. And that's what makes them happy that I'm part of the team. And how have you seen the change from when you first started, obviously, when it was film, now we're digital, and now throw in, as we spoke a little earlier before we hit record, podcasts. See, podcasts and everything that goes with that, and that's a whole new industry, genre. Yeah. And and what's wonderful about this this growing world of podcasts Mm -hmm. is you are given a long form opportunity to talk, tell the story, engage. And we have to recognize that many people listening to podcasts are listening on the go, in the car, 
mm-hmm. out for a run, pushing mm-hmm. the stroller, making dinner. So it's a different kind of approach when you're talking on a podcast and reaching a podcast audience. Also, podcasts are oftentimes hosted, produced by homegrown journalists, not people that went to college to study journalism. You're talking to one of them. (laughs) Exactly. And so you are bringing your world knowledge, your business knowledge, your expertise in your area to a podcast. So each podcast is going to be different. Today, we're we're very general. We're talking about the things in our Mm -hmm. lives that bring us joy and my business and talking about Andrea Pass Public Relations. But another podcast might want to talk to you about your travels or raising kids. Raising kids. Or retirement or whatever the Mm -hmm. subject might be. So you're going to find different audiences and podcasts. I love booking podcast interviews for my clients because they have an opportunity to tell a story in a longer format. It's not a short three minutes that's edited down to a smaller soundbite. But here's the but with all of it. If the client does not then use the podcast following its distribution, number one, on their website and in the news section, but even more importantly like than that, sharing that interview on social media, effectively making sure the podcaster tags the client, and then when you share it, effectively tagging the podcast and the podcaster. That is where it's at because on social, people are then absorbing it further, commenting, engaging, but it doesn't end there. So for instance, if our interview airs on X date Mm -hmm. and you're going to share it on social, then I'm going to share it on social. And guess what? A few weeks later, I'm going to share it again. And a few months later, I'm going to share it again. And in a year, I might share it again because it is all new audiences every single time. And that's the benefit of public relations. That's the benefit of me securing interviews for my clients on podcasts, radio, TV, newspapers, magazines, blogs. All of these mediums are reusable. If the content is evergreen and we're not discussing an event taking place on a specific date, there's no reason that you cannot use that content over and over again in your social media. And that's where public relations has an extra bonus to it because it's giving you content that you are not creating yourself. Someone else has created the content. And because someone else is interviewing you, you are more important because that person took the time out to say, yes, I want to interview you or my client. And therefore, not everyone is getting that response. And I've pitched podcasters who say, "Mm, my client just doesn't fit in the right way with what I'm targeting. Okay, not every topic is going to be perfect for every single journalist, podcaster, but the ones that do happen, the relationships that grow from that are beneficial to the client. And to me, as Andrea Pass Public Relations, I can share my client's placements on my social to say, oh, I secured this. I took care of that. My client Mm -hmm. this. And they're saying, oh, Andrea's clients get a lot of coverage. I want to hire Andrea to do my PR. So there are so many moving parts, but the client's 
that participate in an interview or a product review Mm -hmm. or a newspaper story that don't share it. I want to reach through the computer, grab them by the shoulders and shake some sense into them because I discuss with them, use it over and over. I have clients that I worked with years ago who I'm not working with now. They had a book. It maybe came out. We did a program. Mm -hmm. Their book is still relevant. It doesn't matter that it came out two years ago or three years ago. Run that press. It doesn't matter if it's not pinned to a date. It's still news. That was excellent. And so many valid points. And especially as most people out there who are chasing the tail on social, coming up with, I'll say, daily content. And honestly, I fall into, you know, I want to say guilty bucket of, yes, the weeks that my episodes come out. And one thing I have been these last going on three years is consistent. When I started this journey, that's one of the many things I heard, which was you need to be consistent. People are taking time out of their lives to get involved and create your tribe and community, and they're going to expect you to show up. So I'm proud to say that every Tuesday since April of 2021, you've heard a Joy Found Here podcast episode with plenty more down the pike. So that's the good news. But now my head is just spinning because I haven't taken, I'll say, full advantage of reusing. As a matter of fact, I'm in the process of on LinkedIn going back and releasing and just tagging because I never did LinkedIn. This is part of my 2023. I'm embracing LinkedIn. I found some great people on LinkedIn and just putting it out there because you're absolutely right. It's so relevant. And any topic that we might have spoken about, and I talked to newly released authors, I've spoken to another author who in our time together came out with yet another book. I'm like, come on, let's talk about this one too. You know, I'm here to celebrate the accomplishments. And it doesn't end once we hit stop. It doesn't end once episode 115 is out. In this day and age with content and information, 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 we're in the express lane of how much is driving at you. It doesn't have to be all new. And that's the thing. I posted on on one of my pages an article written about me maybe two years ago, could be longer. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say the date because the date didn't matter. The content was relevant. Mm -hmm. And the number of comments, the engagement that I got from great article, congratulations to, I didn't know X, Y, Z. Thank you for teaching us about, because it didn't matter. That's when that article came out. I look at dates on everything. I'm in public relations. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the average person doesn't look at a date on an article and or an interview. They're looking for the content. And that's what's so important. That's how public relations has changed over the years. When I was a baby PR person, we would have a clipping service, a press clipping mm-hmm. service mm-hmm. that we paid um, for. And every month you'd get a package in the mail with all these clippings with a little piece of paper attached to tell you the name of the newspaper and the date of that. God, I remember. Oh God, I remember yes. that. And then I would have to yeah. I'd have to put them on a piece of paper and glue them and then Xerox them into a report and then staple them and deliver the report to the you know senior staff of mm-hmm. the CBS radio division and 
you know, and, and I would put them in inter-office envelopes. So yep. they would get yep. to everybody. And, <laughs> and, but you didn't see an article until weeks or months after it happened. And today's world is this instant gratification that when is that article coming out? When will I see that? I just emailed an editor this morning because an article she's writing about a client of mine was supposed to appear this morning. I couldn't find it. So I said, oh, could you send me the link? I'm having trouble finding it. Oh, we got bummed till next week. Okay, these things happen. But we are in a world of we want something to happen and we want it to happen now. Yeah, and hit that send button. Yeah, and in public relations, that's the other thing. I can say to my client, okay, I'll secure this interview or this article or this blog or whatever it might be. But it's not airing today unless it's breaking news. And if it's breaking news, then it's a whole different story. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, the clients that Andrea Pass Public Relations works with are not the clients involved with breaking news. I'm working with authors, consumer products companies, service-based companies, nonprofits, et cetera. So my story is an evergreen story for my clients unless I'm pitting it to a specific month Mm -hmm. of the year, if it's breast cancer awareness month or holiday gift giving or pride month or healthy heart month or something like that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, my work is very evergreen. And so that interview may not come out today. I had a, a, someone I met, I was on a panel uh, a number of weeks ago and someone reached out, heard me on this panel. Oh, I'm going to be speaking at an event in a few months. Could we talk then? I'd like to get pressed before the event. And I wrote back and said, we need to talk in the next two weeks. If you want press before the event, we have to start booking those interviews now mm, and not yeah. in months from now. The response was, okay, I'll think about it. Because so many clients are thinking, well, I'll hire someone for one month. It doesn't work that way. You need to hire someone for a campaign. When I'm working with clients who hire Andrea past public relations, I'm doing a minimum of six months. Okay. It takes time. I have a podcaster that I work with who books podcast interviews a year in advance. A year. I thought I was good. Holy. That's a a lot of good bundling. Okay. It's crazy. I mean, we did an interview a few months ago that I had booked, I think, nine months prior. And I have it on my calendar. I'm not going to forget. And Mm -hmm. the interview happened and it was a really... The client was, I was very proud. My client was on his A game and it was an excellent interview and the client got, you know, use out of it. And that's what's important is that clients recognize that you might want to be featured on the Today Show, but you may not be ready for the Today Show. You're not Mm -hmm. national. Let's go for good day, X city, whatever city you're in. Let's go for, for video shows that are on YouTube or Facebook Live. Let's go for Mm -hmm. other things to give you the experience to be interviewed because it's a process. Not everyone is comfortable in front of a camera or a microphone. It's a process that you need to do. And as a PR person, I critique my clients after their interviews. I want my clients to listen, to speak slowly, to say the name of their product or service or business to be careful that there aren't a million um like you knows. Because I know when I watch television and the interview person, interviewee mm-hmm. is um like you knowing, I can't focus 
I don't know what they're talking about. Just this morning, I was watching an interview and the person being interviewed, of course, was not a spokesperson, but the pauses and the ums and likes at my head was spinning. I need to know that my clients, I'm media training, so they have a comfort level. And it's not going to happen day one. It's a process. But these are all things that come under public relations, media training, writing biographies, writing backgrounders, researching the right media, researching and finding media the client didn't even know about. But also interesting, when I listen back on a couple of my, I would say the first, oh my goodness, at least two dozen episodes that I did, all you hear is, you know, you know, you know, you know what I mean? You know? So after hearing that back, it totally comes with practice. And it's very interesting because some podcasters who I've met over over the years, every answer, I love that. I love that. I love, well, number one, you don't <laughs> love it. You love your children. You love your pet. You don't love my answer. My answer might be insightful, informative, interesting, a perspective I hadn't thought of, mm. but I love it and awesome. 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 And I'm thinking, okay, you've been doing this now for years. Awesome is not the word. You went to a concert that was awesome. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. me telling you about Andrea past public relations, as much as I'd like to think I, I'm awesome, it's not awesome. So I think that media training and getting comfortable mm-hmm. in front of a microphone, in front of a camera, that's an important aspect to public relations. And some people, I've been doing this. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Well, I've listened to some of your interviews, prospective client of mine, and I know we can make it better. It doesn't mean that it wasn't good, but it could be better. And that's okay. We all have room for improvement. There's always room. And that is a good way of presenting that avenue because people will take that very personally. Like, I got this. This is, you know, I know what I'm talking about. It's my company. It's my product. I developed this. You know, I can tell you this, you know, with my eyes closed. I'm sure they can, but when you're looking to, I guess, deliver your message, that's where your expertise will smooth out those edges, get a little shinier, get it a little brighter and get the story a little tighter. Exactly. And especially with authors, authors will do an interview and say my book. Well, I'm listening. What's the name of your book? And it doesn't mean the host is going to re-mention the name of the book aside from the intro and the wrap up. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you need to mention your book. And quite honestly, no one cares that you talked about this in chapter seven. Just talk about the topic, but make sure you mention the name of your book in full a few times during the discussion. Don't sound like a broken record. Don't sound like you're selling, but make sure that you are informing. And that's the difference between newspaper articles, magazines, radio, TV, podcasts. It's informative. It's not sales. Mm. Sales is advertising. Take out an ad. If you're advertising, go ahead, buy an ad. Not a problem. There are so many ways that you could purchase ads. But in advertising, the audience is skeptical because they know you're putting the words out there. In public relations, you're being educated and informed. 
And therefore there's a difference. The audience is more attuned to believing you because it is editorial content mm-hmm. versus paid advertising content. Sure, everyone's going to have the best car or the best kitchen mm-hmm. gadget if it's an ad. But if someone's actually reviewing it, well, they're going to tell the truth. If that kitchen gadget didn't work well, they're going to report that. So you need to be honest and straightforward in the way that you are presenting your business, service, product, book, so that audiences will remember them and then make the purchase. But do it in an educational way, not in a sales way. Have you ever had to deal with, I'll say what we hear a lot of times because they become PR nightmares. If someone, you know, is caught, what do they call it? The live mic, they say the off color, the hot mic, off color comment, or, you know, an old pictures resurfaces from social. And again, we're fast to cancel in this day and age that we live in. Have you ever had to deal with clients that come a knocking? had to deal with crisis communications situation. So -hmm. a number of years ago, I had a client of mine, a custom clothier, who unfortunately was arrested because Mm -hmm. of back taxes and Mm -hmm. his books. And unfortunately, the person was not born here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And he believed in numerology. And therefore, his belief in numerology the numbers had to all end in a certain number. And so he didn't realize that by changing this in his books Mm. was illegal. Honestly, the man looked like a deer in headlights and we were in court and I'm in court with him and I'm walking to the courthouse that day and I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified. I would think think so, but he really honestly had this belief. Yes, he did. He did. So that all of the numbers would add up to 900, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever number had to be. And honestly, he... That's so interesting. He was a deer in headlights. And I get to the courthouse around the block and there's the media outside. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm freaking until I said to someone, oh, what's happening today? <laughs> Martha Stewart was in that courthouse. So oh, I was, little, I was like... Okay, everyone's covering Martha Stewart. No one will cover my client. Get to the, I have my statement printed out. I was not granting any interviews. I media trained my client, but I said, you have to stare straight ahead. Do not smile. Do not have facial expression. Do not look at anyone. You have mm-hmm. to you look at your attorney. You can look at the judge. I'll sit behind you. If I talk to you, don't turn your head. I'll mm-hmm. talk it to your ear. Don't turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he got a nervous smirk on his face. Oh, he wasn't boy. smiling. He was nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the courtroom ends up the New York Daily News, the New York Post, the New York Times were there. And I'm, okay, what am I going to do? So afterwards, when we're walking out, they're trying to get a statement and I'm blocking him with my body. So I'm mm-hmm. that person in the picture blocking him in my body. And so, you know, I was able to get him to a back door to leave. Mm-hmm. I had a statement. I had everyone's cards. I called them later so that I could reiterate the statement. I had people calling me. I shared my statement. We were in the press the next day or two, and then someone else was more important. Well, but what we did was 
we immediately, prior to the, the court case, mm-hmm. we immediately created an opportunity for cause-related marketing. And we gave suits that people did not pick up from this close custom clothier to a nonprofit that was helping formerly incarcerated men find jobs. And so we had this to talk about that this clothier was giving mm-hmm. back to the community. And so for two days, we were in the press. And then after that, we had positive press. So that's one story of crisis communications. I mean, it makes sense. As you say, you're only in the headline until someone else does something else. And hopefully it's within the next day or two. And then whatever happened to. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's one thing if you're working with politicians, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're working with situations in banking that something happens. Mm -hmm. But for the most case, crisis communications doesn't happen often. Have I done it? Yes, I've done it. Do I like doing it? No, not really. I'd rather stay with the happy-go-lucky, warm, Mm -hmm. warm stuff. But you do have to be prepared. And I've done these over time. And I've prepared statements and releases about lawsuits or this or that. It's happened. It's not my favorite thing to do in public relations. Yeah, I I wouldn't think people look forward to a bad day. It's a bad day for everyone. So you step up for it because you have to, but it's not how you want every day to be that bad day. How are you? What are your thoughts on, I want to kind of say where we're going in this direction of AI? Ugh. (laughs) Can I give you one word answer? Let me tell you, I decided I was going to play with AI. Okay. So I said, okay, write me an 800 word article on this topic. Well, what came back to me was information pulled from my client's website not attributed to my client. Mm -hmm. Then there was another line that said, according to a recent study, what recent study? I tried to find the study that these quotes were attributed to. It didn't exist. So when you're working with the media, if you Mm -hmm. have a study, what is the study? Where can we find the study? What survey did you do to come up with these statistics? But I feel that today's AI, that people are, oh, I don't need to hire someone. I can do this myself. Okay, and are you fact-checking? Because I'm going to bet that that information was stolen from a website randomly, and the information is not accurate to what you're talking about. So I think that AI has a place, but I don't think it is going to replace journalists or educators or public relations people, because I think that you can tell when something is AI-generated And when you write something that's authentic, it's coming across as authentic. Yes. So I'm not as worried. What I am worried about or rather sad about, it's the demise of print. Hmm. My daily newspaper where I live in New Jersey used to be this vibrant daily newspaper with multiple sections. Mm -hmm. I held off on canceling my subscription for a long time. And finally, just a few months ago, I said, I have to cancel the subscription. The paper was paper thin mm-hmm. and the articles were not from North no. Jersey where I live. Correct. I didn't need articles generated from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's not pertinent to me right now. And that isn't the reason I want a local daily newspaper. So it's definitely sad 
because we do want instant gratification. And the daily newspaper is already outdated by the time it's on your front lawn in the morning, because Mm -hmm. the news happened already overnight. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sad about that, because there's nothing like holding a newspaper or a magazine in your hands. We still get to. We still get to. And our daily also, I don't, I, maybe I'll catch up on them at the end of the week. I do like, I, it's just a personal choice because I've read it for years, the Wall Street Journal. I like it only because that keeps me relevant on a national, international, I'll say, level without any bias to either side. I found them to be like really down the middle and really interesting articles that I wouldn't have known about because during the week, I don't watch TV. I I really, I don't listen to the news. I really try to keep some of the noise limited. And they keep saying, oh, you could get the digital. I'm like, yeah, no, no. I want to open it up. Like I'm that person who not only flips through it, but has to open it and look forward to it. I still get like two magazines. I look forward to it. I still buy books. It's just a changing world. mm -hmm. It's becoming more, more digital. And we have to change with it. The benefit from a public relations standpoint is Mm -hmm. when an article is written about my client or a review on a product or a book, a good percentage of the time, there's also a link. And that link, whether it's to an Amazon site or an individual client website, that is the bread and butter. So by participating in anything journalistically, including podcasts, the podcaster is going to feature the website and social media links. Mm -hmm. And so someone can then find you through those. And my biggest pet peeve is when there's a mistake because I'm saying, I didn't send the journalist the mistake. The journalist decided to do their own thing. So I had a journalist last week who did not include the website I provided. They Mm. decided to Google something, which was a different website that is not the, and I'm, three emails. I can't reach this person. And that's the other thing. No one gives you phone numbers anymore because people are not in an office. And so people are not sharing a phone number. That's a really big challenge because if they're not responding to your email and you're writing them private messages on social media Mm -hmm. and you don't have a phone number, Mm -hmm. that's where there's an extreme challenge. The art of the telephone is gone in public relations. And I miss it because when you talk to someone, you you get to know something about them. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it's that you vacationed at the same place or you went to a similar college or you're from the same state or you like the same kind of food or you watch the same TV show. That's missing. Those mm-hmm. days are missing. And, and I miss that because it's the personal part of business. And why do we always have to be so business-like? Why can't we talk about the fact that I went on a vacation to the Jersey Shore and I actually have a little bit of a suntan? So it's okay to get to know people and be able to then months later say, how are you doing? How was that trip you went on? How's your child or your grandchild? Oh, didn't one of your children graduate high school? And that's what's changed a lot now that the communication is strictly on a screen. Words on a screen. The world has become so hurry, 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 instant gratification. I don't need to talk to you. I can send a quick text. I say to my clients, don't text me. 
I need a record of our communication. I save every email that you send, but this way I have everything laid out when I need to search for something. It's way easier to search in my emails than my text. Mm -hmm. And if something's urgent, yeah, is my phone by my side all the time? Yes, my phone is by my side. As you and I are talking right now, a client of mine is doing an interview. My phone is right next to me in case Mm -hmm. something happened and the interview didn't take place. I was on vacation and a client had to cancel an interview last minute. No big deal. Mm -hmm. I was able to communicate effectively that we have to cancel and we're waiting for a new new interview date. No problem. But having instant gratification means that you're taking something away. But what does an average campaign look like? You know, it's it's very interesting because it's hard to pinpoint exactly Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. every client is different. But the clients that I've worked with from Andrea Pass Public Relations really range from a few thousand a month up to 7,500 a month, 10,000 a month, Mm -hmm. based on hours. And I know people will say, oh my goodness, I can't afford that over six months. Well, if you break it down hourly and the amount of work that you're getting, And I love the clients that say, I'll get an intern. Well, okay, the intern doesn't have 30 some odd years experience that I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The intern doesn't have the relationships that I have and the know-how that I have to get the story told. And then what I do is a few months later, I'm searching and there's no press in that client. The other thing is clients say, well, when do I start? I don't want to start yet. Well, you should start today. Mm. Okay, if your book isn't coming out for a year, don't start right now. But if you have a viable business today, you have a service, you have an audience you're trying to reach. Start today. Don't put it off. No, the summer is not slow. No, the holiday season is not slow. In public relations, I am busy 12 months a year. There's Mm -hmm. something to say. There's someone to reach. There's a story to be told. So it is well worth your investment because effective public relations is going to give you content that you will use for years to come. Priceless. It will increase your brand awareness and ultimately will drive sales. I've had clients that have told me after a review came out on a kitchenware product. Here's a fun story. I had it reviewed the same week in Huffington Post and a mom blog. Huffington Post, 1.5 million unique views a month or more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mom blog, 900. Okay. They both got products. I was back and forth with the review. Zero click-throughs from Huffington Post. I was going to say, the mom blog. purchases through the mom blog. So The power of the blog. Right. And Mm -hmm. and I have another client who says, oh, I only want to be in this publication. I said, yeah, but you're only available in this hyper-local market. By hitting these smaller blogs, You are hitting because that's what those people are reading. They want to know what's available in their city, in their county, in their area. So that's really important to remember that, you know, it's not the big placement. I've had clients on the Today Show, but -hmm. it's the client that I get on Good Day Austin that sees Mm -hmm. the click-throughs. It's just the nature. It's the power of the blogs. It truly, truly is. And it's an easy place to start. Yeah. And quite honestly, by having a public relations person represent you, mm-hmm. it makes you biz- bigger. Oh, my mm-hmm. poor person will get back to you. Oh, hi. I yeah. represent. And yeah. perception is reality. Yes. And if you are important enough to hire mm-hmm. a PR person, mm-hmm. then 
the press is going to listen differently because they also know a professional public relations person is going to know the things to get the bio, the background, the headshot, the website, the social media pages. They're going to know how to prepare the client so the client can listen to a podcast in advance or read a blog in advance to see Mm -hmm. the format Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. happening. And so working with a professional is well worth the investment under your marketing umbrella to increase that awareness. So take away money from your advertising budget Put it toward public relations, which is way more affordable than advertising. I mean, one ad in a local glossy magazine can cost you tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. Take part of that and put it toward public relations, which will give you more bang for your buck in a long-term investment. And the one that keeps on giving too. And, and that's the that's the key. It is out there to create legacy, to just create the run it again, run this piece, run that piece. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, I love what I heard. Love, love is usually what I say. And that's okay. Know that it's it's very uh, from the heart. But I also will say that you practice what you preach because within our talk, you mentioned your name of your company several times. And after you first said it, I was just like, uh-huh, there's one that's... So no one's going to forget that Andrea Press Public Relations is there. And I absolutely love that. Just flowed, incorporated. And, and so many people don't to, do that. Exactly. It's important not to sound like a broken record. We've talked for a long time. Mm-hmm. If this conversation was a three-minute conversation, it would be different. But this Correct. was a long conversation And you're not calling me Andrea Pass. I'm not calling you Stephanie Mm -hmm. Martinez Rivera. We are not (laughs) saying that in in people's ears as they're busy doing what they're doing and listening to us. It's important to remember. And again, not sales, PR. PR is the way to go. And it was just, it was just right there, slid in, not slammed, not, not our fingers didn't get hit with a hammer. But it's there and enough times where it was just to remember, just to remember, just to remember. So that's how it's done. Thank you for that textbook. Uh, A side note, and I give a talk mm -hmm. on this with networking groups. Mm -hmm. Networking is public relations. Public relations is networking. Mm -hmm. And people say to me, that doesn't make any sense. I say, well, if you're networking and we network to get to know people, prospective leads, new business, what have you. But if you're going to network, and for instance, I'm sitting here today in front of a background that has my logo. If you're Mm -hmm. going to network and your name isn't anywhere in your box of what you do, how is someone going to remember that? I tell people, rename yourself on Zoom and next to your name, put Mm -hmm. two or three words of what you do. Because I don't know you're a health coach. I don't know that you sell solar panels Mm -hmm. or that you sell supplements or you're an IP attorney or a Mm -hmm. real estate attorney or a broker or a mortgage banker. If I don't know that because you're sitting in front of your dining room, I'm not going to realize I need to meet you because we haven't met yet. So remember, networking Mm. and PR go hand in hand. 
And that's a whole conversation for another time because I talk for about an hour on that topic. I okay. So A, <laughs> we will do another one because there's a there's so much that you know, this is just the beginning. This is just basic information for anyone that's listening. There's so many, so many takeaways, but for anybody out there who might be struggling with content, look at what you have. You probably have this treasure trove and you're just not using it again and again and again. And it doesn't have to be, you know, entire episodes. It could just be, here's a snippet here. Here's a quick delivery just to stay in the forefront. Exactly. Exactly. So start your PR today. And and for any of your listeners, they're welcome to reach out to me at andreapasspr.com. I do have an appointments tab. So you can schedule Mm -hmm. a half hour complimentary consultation. Please put a note that you heard me ah. on the podcast. It's very important that I know that we met through Stephanie. So I would look forward to that. But I do have to say, I don't do pro bono work. Many times people hear me on a podcast and they make an appointment and, well, I'm looking for someone to do pro bono work. I, I am in business. So I, very, I am very I am smart service. Mm-hmm. And I like that you say that, that you're not allergic to why you're doing this. It has been a pleasure. So again, the website is andreapasspr.com and the other links where we'll find her on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Insta, that's all going to be in the show notes. Check it out and tell me what you learned because I learned a lot. I'm going to do things a little differently. You're going to probably see a a lot more of me and more importantly of our fabulous guests that we've had including andrea so thank you thank you and thank you for being here thank you so much for having me all right and then comments i want to see them they are on the website joyfoundhere.com yes reviews love love we're going to be at doing a little review contest. So get ready because we're going to start reading them. And if yours is chosen, you're going to be the lucky winner. Five stars. Thank you. Apple and Spotify. They say those numbers are important. I'm just grateful that you guys come back week after week and we've got plenty more where this one came from. So until next week, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.